You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. It's time for the Geeks Pub. I am Tim Robertson, joined by David Cohen, all the way over from Manchester. Hello, David. Hello. How are you? I am good. We've got yeah. uh, three pro- or four things to talk about on this episode, three Marvel-related and one um, Paramount or Star Trek, if you will. Um, yeah. It's been an abundant of riches, abundance of riches when it comes to sure. geek culture for the last, well, I'm going to say three months. Well, yeah. I mean, I would have gone longer than that. I would have said for probably for the last three years, if not. Uh, I mean, it seems to be that we get, uh, this is the interesting thing. So we do this show and, and we've had several times in the last 12 months where you've said, look, can we talk about this? And I've said, oh, I haven't had time to watch right. it yet. And that's because there is so much out there to watch. Yes, exactly. Um, and and it's only because I've recently started traveling for work again that I've really managed to get caught up on a lot of stuff I've been wanting to watch for a long time. Well, um, let's start yeah. with what I consider the best of the best of the three thing. The four things we're talking about is going to be and spoilers, folks. The new Thor yeah. movie, Miss Marvel the series, uh, Doctor Strange, and Star Trek: Strange New World. Now. I'm going to jump right in here, David, and tell you my favorite of these four. Maybe it's surprising to you, but I think it was simply fantastic on any every level, and I can barely find any criticism, and that is Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I think this is the best Star Trek I've seen since I was really knee-deep into The Next Generation Season 4 way back in the 90s. I would completely agree. It, Absolutely. It is so good. Yeah. I I, yeah. I, I got to be honest with you. I think Captain Pike passed, in my mind, passed Picard as my favorite captain. Yeah, and, and of course it's interesting because uh, in the final episode of the season, you actually get to see him in the same place with as as Kirk. Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure. They chose uh, they the the guy they cast as Captain Kirk was um, the guy a guy who used to be in the Vampire Diaries, right? And he's quite thin. He, they I never remember Kirk. thinking that Captain Kirk was thin. No. <laughs> Captain Captain Kirk had been on a crash diet. They, they picked um, the most bland guy to play Kirk. Yeah, I, you know what? I kind of by the end of the episode, I I kind of bought into his characterization, even though he's he's obviously because he's a better actor, frankly, than William Shatner. So he he he's much more controlled and restrained than the over, overacting scene thing that Shatner was known for. Yeah. Um, I kind of bought it, but he, he, the, the first kind of 20 minutes or so, you, you kind of go, mm. you know, hurt. this is, it does, it, you initially think, oh, it's like, it's like one of those fan fiction movies. They, they're always making of Star Trek where, where the guy who created it is Captain Kirk and he's kind of doing a, well, they kind of teased it earlier in the season with another character named Kurt. And, and they yeah. didn't say if it was him or not. And you're like, wait a minute, Captain Kurt has a mustache yeah. and a bad one yeah. at that. <laughs> but no, it's like his I, cousin or something. It, no, I think it's his, his, Sam is his brother. Brother, okay. Um, and and Sam was um, was actually featured in a in an in an episode of the original series where he was killed off by aliens. Um, but uh, the thing is, is when the first time I saw Sam, I thought, oh, they're they're doing they're spoofing the spoof. Because they're spoofing the guy who played the security officer in uh, Galaxy Quest. Yes. Sam Rockwell, yes. Who, who also had the pencil moustache and um, kind of that, you know, cocky attitude as his character on the show. And I, and it, and it was, it, I always thought it was like a, it was a real meta spoof. And to be honest, that's kind of what they like doing in this. They, they, they enjoy playing with you know this this kind of set they've got and they do it in really really interesting ways yep um you know and and they blow past an awful lot of stuff which you know kind of trek purists might get hung up on the fact that the enterprise in this series is so much more advanced than the one for the original series even though it's meant though it's meant to be a prequel i think the fact that um some of the characters like nurse chapel for instance is is characterized completely differently yes, from how way she was plays in the original series and way way better yeah they've made a kind of like a you know a a, a spunky well, go-getter that, type the fact girl. that spock is married well yeah but it, but the thing, again they've they've embraced that even though he was he was married in the original series because that whole episode where he had to fight kirk was about the fact that 
he needed like effectively a divorce from his wife because or she was engineering it because she wanted to go off with the other guy um and all of that was was kind of done to to make that happen so again they kind of they're leaning into some of the stuff that most people would assume they would gloss over they're leaning into that and actually saying you know no actually this is the way it's going to be even to the point that we had um a cameo from scotty yeah in this final just his episode. voice just his voice you know and they just kind of went you know yeah well of course scotty's there because it's set in the same it's the 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 trick of that final episode is it's captain pike acting out an, an episode from the original series right if he was there instead of kirk um yeah, just all of it, just so well done. Really, the, I think the only one that that didn't land for me was the one with the where they uh, they all got to be fantasy characters and all that. That was the only. I one would one agree I with like, you. Oh. That's the one that I was like, nah. But <laughs> yeah, it, but one of the things that I thought, what I don't like about the other Star Trek series is. There's one central thing, and all the episodes are leading to the conclusion of that one central thing, and it's usually, it, it doesn't deserve that many episodes. Picard, yeah. season two, by far was way worse than the first series. Yeah. And they, they're they doing the same thing that Discovery is doing. Here's the big thing for this season, and they're going to work our way towards that. And I know they're going to do that in season three as well. They're going to. Um I think Star Trek at its very best is episodic television. Each episode is a standalone story. Now, you don't have to do it the way they did in the 70s and 80s in that you have to reset the characters by the end of the episode so they can have another episode. And if someone didn't see the last one, that's, you know, that's fine because the characters are still the characters. They're not doing that, but they are having standalone episodes and they're not continuing these things that they start for multiple episodes like the doctor's daughter who's stuck in the transporter yeah. buffer because she's got an incurable disease i thought that's going to be something that we're not going to see a resolution of for season two episode eight they're finally going to get back to that nope yeah nope they 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 got her out of there and completely changed yeah. the character and I, I think I think the thing I enjoy most about Strange New Worlds is they're not afraid to embrace, much like the original series did, <coughs> the kind of the silliness, the fantasy of what these characters are doing. So there are, there are I mean, they they just have fun with it. They have fun with the fact that these characters are in these incredibly bizarre situations every single week. Yes, and whereas with Discovery. It's it's you know they it's like they they they're all they're all mentally struggling with it and all the things which is is much more realistic. Don't get me wrong, but it's just not terribly enjoyable to watch. No, I keep giving These up guys, on Discovery. Yeah, it's well, boring. Uh, yeah, we can. I, I I just finished season four of Discovery, and I've got to be honest. Season four, it started really bad. It was very much like that. They 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 kind of compressed their big bad to the final six episodes, and actually, it was much the better for that. Um, it actually got that season. I th- I felt got a lot better towards the end yeah but the I'll, first I'll half go back was just, to it but I, yeah the I'm, first half was just a slog when you get to about season uh, episode five or six it it starts to pick up and it starts to go more places whereas this like i said apart from, that from one episode yeah yeah it, it just really it just hits the ground running and you just kind of buy into what everybody's doing uh, and yeah they have fun with it they, the episode where um spock and his wife swap bodies oh that was good was, it, it was really, really well done. And we've seen you know, it a hundred times, and yet yeah. they still pulled it off well. Well, not or only the, that, they, they they have the ability in this show, the writers and the producers of the show have the ability to do stuff like that, and yet still bringing some, you know, a little bit of character development that yes. kind of informs the rest of what the things are doing. And and that's also fun as well. And it's very, they're just very deft at it. They're, Even uh, the whole... Even the whole overarching arc of, um, you know, Pike knowing his future. And yep. anybody who knows the original series knows what Captain Pike ends up getting seriously injured and, and virtually turned <coughs> into, a, into a vegetable. Uh, and um, in Discovery, they kind of let him see that future. And it's been kind of weighing on him the whole season. Yeah. Uh, and it really is at odds with his very, you know, um, I can fix anything with a positive mental attitude thing it's been an interesting arc now they've they've kind of resolved that by the end of the season yep, then but they, they, had to. they did it in a very deft way yes. and 
a, a kind of a way you bought into. Well, he has than, to embrace it because his yeah. death is going to lead to, you know, well, well, the, the yeah, the accident yes. is going to lead to bad consequences if if he if it's not if he doesn't happen. Yes, um, and, 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 and ensign and, who's he meets as a kid, which yeah, kind of would weigh on you as well. I mean. It, it, well, exactly. That's the thing. He's going to write the kid a letter to say, "Look, you're going to die in this accident. Even though you're, I'm your hero, and you want to be in Starfleet, you need to not do this." Yep. And then his future self appears. Um, well like done, some, by the way. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, no effort explaining it. It's just, yeah. Well, the, the time Klingon sent me. Yep. <laughs> and, that's and it. That's all that needs to be talked about. Yep. You know. Um, to to basically allow him to relive that uh, the uh, balance of terror episode from the original series where they're fighting the Romulans, um, and so what happens if he's there instead of Kirk being there, uh, and uh, in command of the Enterprise in particular because Kirk does show up, uh, I, and it, it's just so well done. Yeah. And and again, you know what I like about this is there wasn't an awful lot of he, a little bit, but not an awful lot of him saying I shouldn't be here and this is a might be an illusion or anything like. This. He turns up on the bridge. He realizes what's going on. And he, gets he realizes on there's a situation, yep. and he just becomes the captain because he recognizes. And that is, again, that's what you want the characters to well, do. Well, I also In like discovery, the fact they'd that be going he, off, going, oh, "How does this make me feel?" I, I also like the fact that he tells Spock, he, yeah. you know, he doesn't. Instead of hiding it from everyone, and, and then there's the whole subplot. They're all kind of suspicious. Why he isn't he yeah. acting like? No, he goes and tells Spock what's going on. Yeah, and Spock which, just which accepts it. Yeah, again, which is what you would do. Yes. You know. I do you, like you the subplot, if you will, between Spock and uh, Nurse Chapel on that. They, they, There is an attraction between both of them there. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, Spock's wife is so hot. I mean, good God. <laughs> wow. I wouldn't cheat on her for anybody. Holy crap. And that's yeah, not well, to she... say it, the nurse isn't hot. She is incredibly hot. Yeah. But her fake white hair kind of bothers me with her dark eyebrows. It's it kind of it kind of bugs me a little bit. I'm like, eh. well, I, I've, I've never understand. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, I'm I'm not a, a maven of, of uh, women's looks or anything. But I've I've always assumed it would be better if you could go for particularly for a really different look from your natural look to do the eyebrows as well. I don't know. I or, did it. Or, I did it when we went to MacWorld <laughs> Expo one year. Uh, I did my hair and my eyebrows and my mustache. Um, but man, his wife, who, that actress is just unbelievable. She's, she's godly beautiful. But, if you mean, if well, you know again, what I mean. she would, I mean, you know, uh, the original Star Trek was a, was famous for heavy use <laughs> of the soft focus Yes, whenever they showed, showed the ladies. But, um, you know, the original actress was, uh, was, uh, she was, she wasn't, she was working it as well. See, I don't remember. I haven't watched the original series and I'm not joking since probably the early eighties, yeah. it was just never my thing. It, it, hmm. it was so hokey and so over the top that I just didn't really care. And the props were just rooted in the end of the sixties. So I, I always was kind yeah. of bored with it, but yet when it's next proper- generation came out, I was all in, even though the first yeah. se- season was pretty bad, especially that first yeah. episode. Um, <laughs> I, I bought into it. It wasn't until the Borg showed up, that it really got good. Um, yeah. But I think we could both agree. We definitely are. are oh, hey, well, here's the other side of this, though. Are you a little bummed that there's only, what, 10 episodes, maybe? Eight? 10? I forget how many it is now. Uh, yeah, it was 10 this season. Yeah, 10 seasons. I'm, I'm okay with it because it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, you'd always want more, but then... You know, if they did twenty-four episodes and then half of them were garbage, then that's no fun. They they call the the hit ratio on this. I thought was was very very high. Um, oh, nine out of and, ten. Yeah, when it comes and, to and the I, episodes. I, I can only presume that because it's now been picked up for a second season, has been seen to be a success, that it will get a bigger order this season than the last. Sometimes they do trim the budgets down um, on the first season in case the things are flop. Yeah, um, and they and sure I didn't would seem imagine, to. Yeah, and I would imagine as well, they probably, because it being the first season, they probably, in some of the episodes, particularly the beginning and the end episodes, spent more on special effects than they would normally do because they want those to be the uh, the heavy hitters for promotion. And that What about sort of the thing. Gorn? Weren't they so much better? Well, yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. I mean, it's, they were it's, actually it's, scary. 
Yeah, they were. Um, you kind of, you do buy into why, um, you know, obviously we have a character, Laam, um, who, who has experienced the Gorn before. You do, re- particularly that, that the, the uh, kind of the, a lot of these are, are inspired by other movies. Yeah. So they do an alien show yeah. where, where they're being tracked by the Gorn <coughs> in, in a, in a, <coughs> In a lockdown ship, which for which for budget reasons was like a copy of the Enterprise, yeah, so they could use the same sets, um, um, and that was that was also really really good. Um, and she's it, yeah, my it was, least it was favorite character, scary. by the way. Who Laam? Yeah, I don't I don't care much for her. Well, she doesn't well, do anything. The pro I think the problem is 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 she's been probably done a bit better by um, the the strong chick on the Orville. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because it's kind same of character. the same character. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're um, not even talking about Orville yet, but I'm really not <laughs> happy that this is the last season because he got a better deal with, you know, I, I don't even remember who it was. And he's going to do Netflix. Is it Netflix? I, I, I don't think it's Netflix. No. Uh, is it Amazon Prime? I can't uh, remember. Yeah, maybe I HBO. Know- but he's doing um, Ted, a series. Yeah. I'm like, really? You've got something really great here with the Orville. Everybody loves it. It's got a great cast, and you're just gonna shuck it off because he could, well, he, he could continue to do it. He just he, he well he to. could do. I I think the problem is that um you know he he's obviously he gets very involved in all of his projects, yeah. and this has been a very difficult project for him to to keep going. Uh, so well, maybe COVID he's just didn't thinking, help, but yeah. Yeah, but but nevertheless, he he's really struggled to get this third season, uh, and may, you know who knows? Maybe the deal was well, it's a third season, and then that's it. Maybe there is no interest from the from the studio in doing anything more than that. I don't know. They've been promoting uh, the hell out of it. Well, yeah, well, yeah. I'm sure they wanted to be successful, but maybe they said, "Well, we want a TED show," and he said, "Right, I need a final season of the Orville." <laughs> To, to, Could before be. you get the Ted show. Could I mean, be. who knows? I don't know. But it is. He's it my is least favorite sad. part. He's the one I, I don't buy him as a captain. I haven't yeah. since the first season. He's mm-hmm. he's kind of a crappy captain. But I thought that was kind of the point. Yeah, it's, I know it is. It's like yeah, it's meant to be like you know uh, a middle ranking captain, right? But yet a, he's at on the on an anonymous ship. Yep, and yeah. he, and yet he's at the forefront of all these giant. You know he. he it's just next generation. I get it, but eh, I, I really, really love the series, and it's. I, I am kind of bummed out that they're quitting it. Let's move yeah. on to uh, our next one. Now, uh, we thought we had talked about Doctor Strange here, but I don't think we did. No, I think we left it. Yeah, because hanging, yep, uh, because it took me a long time to see it. It's my fault. Um, uh, I've then, watched and it then we twice. About something else. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you. Of all, well, no. Well, it's not as good as the first Doctor Strange, I don't think. No. Um, I, I I came out of it. Obviously, I'd waited a long time to see it. Yeah. And I, and I really came out of it feeling a little bit deflated. I, I just felt it was flabby. Uh, well, they didn't live up to their, the, the multiverse of madness. Makes it sound like they're going to go to all these different you know, multiverse planets, and they go to one. Well, they yeah. go to a whole bunch that they just kind of pass through, but I don't know. It it felt I, I agree with you. It felt flabby. I I don't mind them turning Wanda into a big bad. Oh, I do. I really had a problem with that as well. I, I think don't. They is, did it too fast, but yeah, they they needed another season of WandaVision to set her up for this part, and they didn't do that. Yeah, but and they I also just, Vision is is central to her life, and in this, he's barely even he, mentioned. Well, yeah, and she's not even you know she's she's all about the kids. She doesn't give a damn about her pre- previously temporarily re- resurrected husband. Right. I uh, the problem I had with it with this is that look, I, I I it was obvious they wanted to do the big twist. Yeah, I just felt that um, it just it made it made one division irrelevant. Right? Yes. She did all of those things, and by the end of it, she's kind of redeemed and realized that she's in the wrong. And then she goes back and does something even more terrible. It just doesn't stack up to me. And I felt they really some, did some disservice to the character because they wanted her in this as the big bad. I, and, and, you know, the, what, the way it goes, the way, it was the way you knew full well how the, how the um, 
the film was going to go, which is she's going to be horrible all the way through. She's not going to listen to anybody until the last minute, and then she's going to kind of uh, turn it round again. Yep. And, and it's just it just it's lazy. I just really felt it was lazy. I agree. I think they could have they could have come up with more nuanced ways to do what she did. I think it would have been far more interesting if the dark hole had been a way for some other entity to be the one that motivates, that drives her to do what she was doing. I think that would have been a far more interesting premise because then the twist in the movie could have been, they thought they were fighting Wanda and then they realize it's not Wanda. It's something else that's far more powerful. I think that would have been a much better, better way to go. Um, you know, I appro- I really appro- there's so much stuff to appreciate in this movie. I think the way they did uh, America was brilliant. Yep. Um, I thought the actress they got to play her was, she was fantastic. Great. Absolutely. Yeah. I th- I way more the way interesting it- than the character in the comic books, which is saying yeah, exactly. something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought um, actually putting Doctor Strange, um, who who obviously you know one of his faults is the fact that he he keeps on being shown time and time again that. Sometimes he pushes the magic too far and gets into gets himself well, into trouble. Well, it's his arrogance. And he, yeah, and then he keeps making that mistake over and over again. But for, for this one to basically put him in a, effectively a father figure role, rather than being the you know the kind of the arrogant uh, and I lost my love type of role, I thought actually was more interesting for him as a character. Yeah, um, and I think they played that off really well. Yeah, but I, I just felt yeah flabby. There were there was the the whole scene, the whole um, thing where they get thrown in and he has to fight evil Doctor Strange, right? Was completely unnecessary. I agree. That, that whole that the whole, whole setup, sequence is just so yeah, that bad. Whole the sequence musical just notes didn't, and it was just yeah, that, that, bad. The whole sequence just did not need to happen. It was 20 minutes of the movie that didn't need to be there. Well, they made right? it look and, like in the previews that this was the bad Doctor Strange yeah. from What If, which would have yeah. been interesting, but nope, it's it a would different have been, one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and I, look, I... I I appreciate what they. I really appreciate what they did with the kind of the the what if world that he ends up into the what if universe, where we get to see um, you know uh, Professor Captain X Carter and, we get to, and Captain Carter. You know we get to see uh, the you know a nice throwback. To, we still see Anson Bolt who plays Captain Pike back again as um, as the the King of the Inhumans. Not, so not they that do he a, did a, much, but well, yeah, but. <laughs> In some respects, that's kind of... I think maybe that's part of the thing they were saying. They're saying, look, here we are. Here's the Inhumans, these characters that we've really struggled to do something effective with. But at least they brought him back for it. Um, you know, uh, I, I, uh, Monica Rambeau as, uh, as, as uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, all of that stuff was great. You know, it was really... It was interesting, and it was, it was nice to see the, the, the fan service and all of that. Well, but the fan the problem service is, is, to me, again, Mr. Fantastic was... A little bit too on the nose. It's like, yeah, you know, because there was so many rumors leading up to this. Like, maybe Tom Cruise comes in as an alternate superior Tony Stark, and you know, in some respects, it was a little disappointing that we only get, you know, one other alternate reality. Um, and then Wanda just goes in and takes him out so quick. It was just really. That that's the best Mister yeah. Fantastic can do. He telegraphs <laughs> what Black Bolt can do, and then he gets unraveled like spaghetti. It was yeah. it was just nah. I didn't I just didn't buy it. Um, in Professor Xavier, there's no way that would have happened. It just yeah. I had problems with this movie all the way through. Um, the love interest, I get why they come back to that, but it was just unnecessary. Yeah, I. I I just didn't care. That, yeah, that's I, the problem. I, I think I think that the really disappointing thing for me is that the first kind of twenty five minutes of this were excellent. It really, really was good. Yeah, when you know, he jumps whole, out of the when building, he's at the wedding, with the cape and then and, the monster turns up, and yep. him and Wong are fighting it, and everything. It was all Wong exactly is the best what part of the whole of both of the movies so far. Yeah, I've got to be honest. Wong deserves his own show. I agree. <laughs> I mean, he. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, remember, should, he was should... in Shanghai. Sh- uh, uh, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Yeah. yeah. Briefly, I, I, th- but... I, th- I mean, he is, the, he is the current Sorcerer Supreme. They should do Wong the Sorcerer Supreme. Um, and, um, you know, maybe a show which shows how Stephen Strange ends up becoming the Sorcerer Supreme. I, I, don't, know. I don't think he deserves it. Well, uh, not at the moment. Um, well, he hasn't and, done anything uh, to deserve it. I mean, yeah. he's arrogant every single 
time you see him on screen, he's not a very likable character. Well, I don't think he's meant to be. I think that's part of that's part of the the shtick of the character is he's not meant to be. Um, but the problem is, is that is that this movie just really it just kind of sagged. Yep. Um, it was great ideas kind of hung on a series of poles, but they just kind of yeah sagged off the poles. They didn't really come together into something that was was really it was it was uh, this was. This was Iron Man 2 of Doctor exactly, Strange. Exactly, yes. Yeah, it, it was basically a whole load of great ideas um, that didn't really come together into a cohesive whole. Um, and you know what? That's fine. I mean, we should not... Uh, going back to the embarrassment of Rich's argument, we should not be complaining because we get, we get a... Um, it wasn't bad. Um, it just wasn't great. Um, and, and I think part of the problem was we've waited quite a while for, a do- for another Doctor Strange movie and we kind of thought this one would be you know, knock it out of the park, and it didn't. And, I, you know, I do go back to my statement from some time ago, which is this whole multiverse stuff is really hard to do right. And I think a lot of um, a lot of people aren't buying it. Yeah, I and, think they um, need to set it aside now. Yeah. Yeah, now you know. that they are moving on, this, well, this the and is- Thor kind of felt like these are the last two movies from what we've had before from Marvel. And now, now is time to move on to something different and better. I yeah. don't know if it's going to be better, yeah, but different. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, the, the problem of course with this movie <laughs> as well is that, is that we just saw Dr. Strange in another multiverse movie, which was the Spider-Man one. And it was so much better than way this. better, <laughs> way better. So, you know, that was also a problem as well. It's just like, he's just kind of messed around with the multiverse. And then here he is again, um well yeah as i say um not not it was enjoyable if you like that sort of thing but certainly not not there up among the best no um and you do have to wonder what's going to happen with dot strange going forward with this because i know i think commercially it did okay it did fine it's just yeah i i don't think dr strange is a character that should be driving a movie i think he is mm. way better as a supporting character in something like avengers yeah. You know, not as the main character. He's just not interesting enough. We're not, we don't really root for the guy all that much, you know? It, yeah. It's just, he's kind of a boring character. If anything, watching Doctor Strange, I, halfway through it, I was like, they really need to come back and do a new season of Sherlock. That's what I really want. Give me, give me more Sherlock, because that's so good. Yeah, I, I don't think it's never going to happen. happen. Now, with the with the careers of those two actors, that's never going to happen again. No. And, and to be honest with you, you know, Sherlock itself, the f- last season of Sherlock wasn't great either. I um, know. And, and uh, the guy who creates, Stephen Moffat, the guy who created Sherlock, um, he was running Doctor Who for a while, and he has this... Um, he has this track record of kind of starting strong and then and then failing weakly. And um, I think if Sherlock came back, you'd probably see a bit more of that as well. Which so is maybe it's a blessing that they're all uh, they're far outside of the BBC budget nowadays. Yeah, they are definitely. Yeah. Uh, the next one, um, I went to the movie theater to see it, and obviously you did too because it has been released on video. And yep. that is Thor: Love and Thunder. This was the one that I was looking forward to. Of everything that we've talked about so far, this was the one, in my mind, was going to be a surefire hit. I loved what the director did with the uh, last Thor movie. I liked where they set the character up, you know, overweight, kind of bothered by the Thanos thing, going off with Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy to start something different. I really liked the way they were setting the character up. And then... I can't tell you how, quite honestly, disappointed in this movie I am. Really, man! I, so, so I, I thought I, it was I just I really, so bad. I, I really, really enjoyed this film. I thought it was re- it was really good. So, so tell me why you didn't like it. Number one, Gore in the comic books is way more powerful. He's not this anemic-looking guy, uh, Batman on a diet, because it's Christian Bale. Um, I like the character himself. It's just it wasn't gore of the comics. This character in the comics was just really frightening. Uh, he's he's a god killer, and they show that a little bit. But I I never bought him as this super badass. He's more weaselly than anything, and that doesn't yeah. work for that character. Um, Jane becoming Thor, I have no problem with. I thought 
okay, I, I buy that, except that's what I wanted. I didn't, let's focus on her fighting gore, not Chris Helmsworth coming back and it becomes more of a, we're still in love, you know, the trailers make it sound like she's moved on, yeah. you know, and clearly she hasn't, she's still in love with him. But the whole idea of her having cancer and she gets turned into Thor, but yet when she does that, the transformation pretty much wipes out the chemo, which is fighting the cancer, yeah. which doesn't make any sense either. Why would Mjolnir call her and get her to become Thor in a weird way? That's just going to hurt her at the end and she's going to die. Well, that bothered me. I'm but like, again, okay. that, that is you're talking about coming up. That is the story in the comics as well. In the comics, she the, the being the mighty Thor, yeah, means that she's getting sicker and sicker. It's the same. It's the same problem. Yeah. The problem is is when when she turns into Thor, it basically wipes out any development of the of the reduction of the cancer. And then when she lets go of the hammer again and turns back into Jane, so the cancer is back the way it was, but there's no drugs in the system to fight it so she does get progressively sicker yeah what i didn't understand was why actually while she was thor she could feel it but um yeah i did I, I didn't really have a problem with that i think you've got to you know and, and i think they tried to explain the uh you know when he said to mjolnir you've always got to look after her they tried to introduce that as the explanation for why thought why the, the hammer called her what i didn't understand really um, which is obviously for reasons, is why um, Mjolnir didn't do that to Thor. Right. <laughs> you know, if it's capable of doing that, pieces reforming and all that, why didn't just do that to Thor after Hela was dead? But uh, anyway, yeah. you know, that, the three movies, three movies in between for for to uh, to cause that. I so, wanted more of the Guardians. I wanted to see Thor yeah. interacting with the Guardians. I wanted to see the conflict between him and Quill on who's really leading the team. I wanted him yeah. to leave because of that conflict, not because he became, I, I don't even understand what he was doing. Uh, I thought the narration of the movie was terrible that he's, that the rock guy is sitting there yeah. telling children the story as the movie's playing. That was just terrible. It was so bad. Um, yeah. It, it, it was unneeded, it was distracting, and it was, I, I thought, just not well done at all. I, I wanted to see Thor and the Guardians. I wanted to see them through a quarter of the movie interacting and fighting, and the conflict between those two, Quill and Thor, is the reason he has to leave. Thor keeps bumbling into what the Guardians are trying to do, Instead yeah, of what I, they did, I, which is the Guardians are fighting their ass off, they're getting beat, and Thor just comes in and wins right away. That's bullshit. Yeah, but, well, I think I think the the I the way I read it was that actually they try and discourage Thor from getting involved because he overdoes it. I think that was what they were trying to show with that sequence. But they didn't really show um, that though. It didn't really come across no. that strongly. Um, but that that was how I. I got it across is actually they they would they really tried to deal tried to keep Thor out of it until they felt they absolutely had to uh, and then he kind of came in and and his they I, it was meant look the problem with this movie I, I, some of the criticism I've seen online is it it was too jokey yes and that whole skit was a setup to try and make you know. A guy who's been super depressed, who suddenly kind of meditated and found himself being so super positive, he's actually really annoying and not very helpful. And that's that's the joke they were trying to play there with the whole him de demolishing and it didn't work. and all of that. It well, you know, it, I, I guess it depends on you on the size of humor. I, I it wasn't. You put it this way: that gag was nowhere near as funny as some of the other stuff. I thought the uh, the ongoing gag with the goats was hilarious. I like the goats. <laughs> The, yeah. the way they keep screaming all the Green. time. That was great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I love the fact that Thor thinks they're wonderful and everybody hates them. Everybody is, hates is them. Also, yes. and, and then they turn out to be really, really useful. I thought that was really great. Yep. I actually thought that, um, you know, all the, the when they when they kind of go on the road trip, you know, um, and then you find out how annoying all the gods really are, I thought all of that worked really well. Um, I I thought the uh, the... The gag about Mjolnir and Stormbreaker, um, you know, 
I like having that jealousy part. of each other. I, I, yeah. So I thought it was so funny. Every time the act kind of comes into shot, I just I was killing myself. Now that sort of humour I liked, and I I liked the fact that they've taken Thor in this direction because it is. If you go back to the original movie, if it's not played well, and they kind of got away with it in the first one, but it's so the whole Asgardian thing is so pompous and overblown. And and these move this movie in particular really tries to puncture that you know the fact that New Asgard has become a tourist trap, yeah, and uh, and all of that I th- all of these things I thought were were really really good and really lightened. I, I the agree tone. with that part too. Yeah. It's just I, the you know they, they I tried I, to, it, I would ag- yeah there I, was nothing to do agree. in this movie. The, yeah, I never well, thought I, well, that I he think, was a really big bad guy. I I think I actually. I kind of liked it for that. I liked the fact that this wasn't that this was self-contained. This is the sort of movie that you, you if you've never seen Thor before, you could go and watch it yep. and you'd enjoy it. And also as well, it doesn't really impinge on the rest of the MCU. So, um, you know, it's kind of a standalone self-contained thing. I enjoyed it for that because it's nice to get a change where all of a sudden we're not getting you know, the, these big epic sagas that goes from movie to movie to movie. I enjoyed the fact it was self-contained. <laughs> and I enjoyed the fact that they took these essentially extremely ridiculous characters and had a bit of fun with it. I, you know, I, I thought that the the way Thor kind of double-takes when he sees, um, sees Jane as the mighty Thor, I, I thought the way they kind of played that and... It, and the apart from the the love story and i think they could have they could have pushed that to the back really rather than bring it bring it so far forward but the way they played that is all of a sudden he he finds his ex-girlfriend as his uh, as himself basically i thought he played it really well because he's a great comic actor um it's it's just uh, i i well i just i just thought it was really great i really really enjoyed it but it is a standalone movie it's not really it's it's doing something in the mcu without being you know part of the phase things that, uh, uh, but see that's that the MC- part of the phase things is kind of and i haven't seen anything recently that's part of it not really spider-man wasn't dr strange wasn't yeah or was well, I, I think what are they um, setting us up for i mean at well, least with I the th- other movies there was always some kind of an underlying this is coming this is coming until we get to thanos there's none of that going on right now yeah, well, you know, perhaps they are lagging a little bit in terms of what they want to do next. Well, I think I, I think I, I think what they're trying to do is transition us to these whole sets of new characters and move away from the original ones. Well, but then uh, we get think, Thor is coming back. Well, Thor yeah, will return. But he will. But you know what? But th- again, I th- I suppose the question mark really is 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 Thor. Excuse the pun, but is he worthy of more standalone movies? Is there much more to say about Thor as a character? He's always going to be a little bit oafish, uh, a little bit rash, uh, a little bit arrogant, because that's what the character is. Well, they didn't say um, Thor will return in his own movie, so let's at yeah, least well, say exa- that. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm wondering if perhaps this will be the last time we see Thor in his own movie. And many of these more established characters will, like Doctor Strange as well, will become kind of, you know, uh, effectively cameos, cameos yeah. or... Or, or or sidekicks in other people's movies. If, if they can afford to pay the actors to come in for a week to do a cameo, yes. That I would personally I think that would be great. Why don't if they really want to be brave, what about a, a six I guess part series on Disney Plus where it's character A fighting character B, but at the end of the last episode Character B is just too powerful, and he has zero chance. And that's when Thor shows up to save the day. Now, some people yep. would say, well, yeah, but then they build all this up, and Thor just comes in. Yeah, because it's part of the MCU. Yep. The, the big tough guys showed up. They have a shared universe. And you just, other than, you know, funny references, does he shoot webs out of his butt in, in Doctor Strange? Other than that, you don't see the other characters. A great, a giant head monster shows up in New York, and Strange and Wong are the only ones that show up to fight it. Really? You know, yeah. it's it's like okay, this is wh- where's Falcon or the new Captain America? Where are the other Avengers that are out there? Where's Spider Man? Where's Where Daredevil? Spider-Man. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of other characters that are based in New York, and yet none of them show up when something big is going down. Never. It just doesn't happen. Makes no sense to me. 
That was the yeah. one problem I had with uh, Hawkeye in that Kingpin is back and Daredevil is nowhere to be found. That kind of sucked. I wanted to see Daredevil at the end of that. That's where you should yeah. have brought Daredevil back, not as a lawyer in Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the series a little bit, and that is Miss Marvel. I think oh. Miss Marvel was brilliant. I loved it. I, Until well, the last I think episode. This, oh, you didn't like the last one? Um, I had some issues with it. it. I didn't feel satisfied. Number one, I don't think everybody and their brother should have found out that, you know, she is Miss Marvel. Yeah. You know, um, I don't like the fact that she doesn't, she doesn't really become who she's going to become until the last, very last end of the episode. Look, the comic book was brilliant. Um, and it's more about the supporting characters in the first two years than it was about her and her community and her friends. Uh, it, it was just so well done. And they do a lot of that. But it's so abrupt. Like uh, the one blonde girl, Zoe, knows who she is all of a sudden. And she's just yeah. there. She's at the school. And I'm here to help. It's just like, yeah, nah. I, So, So I, I think the only criticism I would make of Miss Marvel is that um, they seem to be unsure who the bad guy was all the way through. Yeah, who and was it felt the bad like guy? It, 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 well, it, it felt like it was stuffed. Yes. Villains. And it was unnecessary. Yes. Because you have you have the clandestines and they're set up to be the bad guys. <coughs> and yet they kind of get summarily dealt with before the end of the season. Yep. Um and, and also as well, their motivations for bad guys just didn't really make a lot of sense. They just want to go a, home. A, they, well, no, but it didn't make sense because they turned they kept they were always ready to turn on each other and, and you know, the chief chief baddie was always ready to stab someone. Yeah, yeah. But she didn't. They didn't explain why she was like that. No, they didn't explain really why Aisha wanted to run away with a bangle rather than actually use it to get home. Apart from you know, well, it'll wipe out all of Earth. But you'd have thought they would have some internal debate about that if they were going to if they if they didn't like the idea that that was what it was going to be. I I understand what they wanted to do because clearly this is a they wanted to ring across to um audiences who may be not that familiar <coughs> with it the pain of of what partition was yep and how it how it has put these deep scars into into an awful lot of these um these pakistani and indian families and it really has created massive divisions and it was a real for them it was their world changing event because they went from all living in one country to all of a sudden have to massively move uh, to a corner of a corner of the country and it was hugely disruptive and loads of people died and it was incredibly violent i i understand um as much as i can do as being somebody not from that community but i understand why that's a story they wanted to tell as part of this i think it's a a natural bookend to um what they show at the beginning of the series which is which is this is a girl yeah she wants to be a superhero but also she desperately loves her family and they desperately love her and the way they presented that was so real and natural. who wouldn't want to be part of that family oh absolutely absolutely and you know and and the fact that she has a she has a white friend and they're completely accepting of her of him um and he's he's almost like a pseudo part of the family and all of that all of that was just so well done and the fact that this community has to deal with constantly being you know people marching into their mosque telling them this that and the other i think i think was also really well played but yep. what i didn't understand is why they just didn't make the, the you know the the uh, psycho woman from the department of damage control yeah to be just the main baddie yep. that's all it needed it didn't need anything more than that so the whole clandestine thing and then with red dagger as well i understand when they had to bring him in but again it, it just bearing in mind they only had six episodes it felt like they needed nine or ten and yeah if they'd i agree with you that, the bad the bad guy yeah. should have been damage incorporated and this one yeah. rogue agent who's in charge of whatever that group is she's got with her and yeah. that she wants to find out who this new mutant is, because that's where they should have 
kind yeah. of lay the groundwork and they did I've, but they did i've read i've read online that that was a very very late introduction to the script um so obviously a decision was made while this thing was in production that they were going to move away from the inhumans because so, clearly well that's what they've done they basically said okay so kamala isn't an inhuman because we've kind of we're ignoring the inhumans and so we're we've wiped away that origin for her and we've given her this new one uh, and then I think they they decided about halfway through, and maybe this is the next phase: is that we're transitioning to mutant stories, and we have got the X Men coming. Yeah, that's we've well. Seen, I mean, they put we've the seen the X-Men Professor animated. X and Doctor Strange. Right. Hold yeah, on. Hold so, on one second. Hey, get down off the arcade. Get down, and you get down off the toolbox. You too. Go on. I'm sure those cats are super powered. You know, I think they're rare. I think they're scrolls spying on Tim. So, um, I liked how they put the X-Men animated theme in. Yeah. That was, a, that was brilliant. I loved it. Yeah. Um, I, I like that they're bringing mutants in finally. Um, but it, that's what it should have been about. She should yeah. have been the first outed mutant, if you will. That would have been way more interesting. And damage control, trying to wrap their heads around... A, a new group of super beings that are born with their abilities, not, you know, how it has been up to this point. Radioactive yeah, no, spider. Not, not and, enhanced. Or, or, yeah. yeah not, not given it. I, I, yeah, I, I, I think that maybe that is where they're going, isn't it? And they're now kind of lean into, into mutants rather than multiverses. But then how um, do you account for someone like Wolverine, who is hundreds of years old because of his he- healing power, and where's he been all this time? Well, we'll, are they going to restart the X-Men as a big brand? They're just now getting their powers. That's interesting. Yeah, maybe. uh, Look, we we just talked about how this series basically completely changed her origin from the comics. So why not Wolverine? Why why be stuck with that? Um, Look, I think part of the problem, and I suspect one of the reasons why um, I enjoyed Thor more than you did, was because I, I haven't read the Thor comics with Gore the Butcher in, so the God Butcher in. So I didn't have a I'm, problem with the, it's being a different character. I just didn't buy this as Gore because he right, wasn't very okay. powerful. He looked like I, shit. Yeah, and all he, he did was kill, from what I can see, two gods, if you will. Yeah, he, he and was, he kidnapped he was some your, kids. Yeah, he was your typical underbaked Marvel, yeah, Marvel villain. It was bad. Which we know has been a problem with these movies all, all the way through. Hundred um, percent. Um, but but also I I think perhaps if you if you're coming to these and, and I've said this before there is a there is a, a section who comes to these movies uh, and these TV shows who are huge comic book fans um, and their first expectation is I want to see the comic on the screen and then they make changes and yeah, some of those I'm changes not, I'm not with that I, that's not me I just it, the character was very uninteresting. Yeah. You know, okay, but, what but has I think to you've got to the, remember is that there's an awful lot of people who <laughs> have never heard of any of these characters before. Oh, that's so fine. They just, they just come and watch even it, if, and they take it for what it is. They could have called him a different name when it, I would have the same opinion. He wasn't a yeah. big bad. He wasn't very yeah. scary at all. And again, here we are with Miss Miss Hold Marvel, and again the the uh, the the villain. The villain is not the villain is not well defined, and it slightly weakens the show for it. I, um, not com- not completely. I, I I know some people didn't like the uh, time travel scene where you go back and see her, her great grandmother um, and and how the, the the mother gets born. I thought I, I it thought actually worked great. really well, and it was, was a nice change of pace yep, from what's, I, what I, had the, been going on previously. I, I, yeah, and the woman, her grandmother, who dies, she's there when she dies. Yeah. Great actress, great scenes. I, 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 I thought the I, whole thing was. She really had a little fun. bit of mystery about her. She had this little twinkle yeah. in her eye. I wanted to see more of her, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I liked Miss Marvel. I, I, the diversity of that cast was what made it so good. I, I thought it was just brilliant, and I want to and, see and more I of ha- the family. Ha- yeah. I have to say, I think one of the things that that perhaps we we don't specifically call out directly, Marvel has this talent for finding these great actors to play some of these roles. Yeah, um, and, it, and it's not all big headline names. You know, this this uh, this whole cast of this show, yeah, were phenomenal. I don't think there was a, even if you if you don't really agree with the the direction of the characters or the material they were working with i think i don't see don't think there was a bad performance in the entire show and it really is it says something 
for um, a TV show like this to do that, where you don't get somebody who's a little bit wonky or off. They were all amazing actors. Yep. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the majority of them, I don't know whether some of the Asian actors are more well-known in um, Bollywood movies or, or that sort of thing as well. But as, as, far, as, I, as far as I was aware, the majority of them, majority of them were fairly unknown, uh, and yet they were all giving you know stellar performances and the girl who plays miss marvel is just um yeah you know she's acting out of her skin because you really just bought that character as a you know a fangirl who yep. suddenly get you know gets to realize her dreams and, and also realizes it's, it's not as easy as she thinks it is right and but that's what the series should have been about they gave her her yeah. powers and then they never really explored that and that was i think a huge missed opportunity and like you said earlier that's why it should have been 10 episodes instead of six. They yeah. should have had two episodes of nothing but her exploring her new abilities. And I, I don't like the way that they showed them on the screen, that it was kind of clunky and, and kind of boring. I, I agree that they couldn't do the powers they that she has in the comics, which is basically Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, this whole glass shardy looking thing was just kind of meh. it didn't work for me but moving forward what i'd really like to see and and i hope they do it right i don't want to see a fantastic four movie where there's a dr doom already and i don't want to see that dr doom yeah. should be or just call him doom doom should be the new big bad guy on earth in that yeah. it's political that you can't just go and arrest him or beat him up. He's the head of another nation. You know, yeah. I, I think that would be something that everybody is scared of because he has both technology like Iron Man and the mysticism, something like Wanda, and he's the head of a nation. You can't just yeah. go after him. And it, it could be political. It could be spy. It could be a big superhero battle. There's a lot of things you can do, but you need to make Doom a scary dude that you really do believe that he is the smartest one. He is one of the most powerful ones. And what he wants to do actually makes sense to the audience or at the very least makes sense to him. It's not just a generic, Oh, he's scarred and he has a mask bullshit that yeah, they've done. And he, you know, and he blames Reed for what happened to him and well, the, the usual fantastic four stuff, which they've done in the movies previously twice. And it didn't work no. either time. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, they, that's what they needed to go with, in my opinion. They need an underlying bad guy that can show up in any series or movie, and the moment that he's there, you're like, oh, shit. And and yep. that's Doom. It's not Galagus. It's not... It's It's got to be Doom. I mean, he is the one... He's been so underutilized in every single one of his big screen debuts, if you will, that it's almost comical at this part. That he yeah, is not the doom of secret wars, but but I think if you look at what happened to Loki, I think they're setting up Kang to be the uh, the next big bad in the MCU, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I just don't see that guy as pure menacing to me, not the way yeah. Doom would be. I mean, just the name Doom. I mean, come on, yeah. Kang is eh. or 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 set Kane up as the next big bad guy, but it's Doom who takes him out, not a yeah. hero. And that would immediately establish Doom as, oh, crap. He took out yeah. the bad guy that the good guys couldn't take out. Mm -hmm. That would be interesting. Yeah. So we're going to wrap up this episode of Geek's Pub because Dave and I have about a half hour to prepare for another podcast that we're doing. Um, guy Searle invited us over to, uh, to join uh, him and Gary Gaz uh, to do the 900th episode of the MyMac podcast which uh, should go live pretty close to the time that this episode goes live. So if you want to continue hearing David and I this week, check out the MyMac podcast. We're going to be on there. In the meantime, make sure you go to MyMac.com or thegeekspubpodcast.com and uh, leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. We do got a comment um, that we need to delve into on the next Tech Fan from Owen Rubin because David said something that was really wrong, and we've got to correct it. <laughs> <laughs> all i could say is owen was there i wasn't so he's got the advantage yes and it, well i actually i knew it as well but i i just let it slide well, you didn't say anything i didn't that. i didn't i didn't well yeah. now we got feedback from owen so it works better yeah okay i'll see you next week on tech fan david see you then